my friends, and welcome to Tell Me About It, where we get it all out in the open and talk about all the less than perfect moments of our lives. We discuss the rejections, the mistakes, the losses, the unmet expectations, and the heartbreaks, and hopefully feel less alone in the process. I'm Jade Ivey, and I just want to thank you so much for being here with me today. Okay, I don't have a morning routine. I said it, I came out of the no routine closet. I don't have a morning routine. I wake up and then I'm like, how do I feel today? And I let my brain decide what kind of day I'm gonna have. And it's a huge problem for many reasons because oftentimes my brain is like, I feel like shit. And then my whole day is like shit. But I really wanna be the girl with a morning routine. But I can't get it to work with my life. And it's a me problem. I know it's not the morning routine problem. I know it's a me problem. And I kind of have convinced myself that I am that girl, but I'm very far from. Like I'll meditate at like 2 p.m., which I've heard is fine, but I need to like get some routine together because in quarantine, I feel like everyone solidified their morning routine and I just obsessed about the fact that I need a morning routine for the past 12 months. I did all the work, I did all the reading and everything, but I haven't gotten to the point where I can just do it. But one thing that I have done in quarantine is every day I think to myself, what is one thing I can do for my body? Because like, as I've turned 27, I'm learning that the collagen is not fruitful anymore. You know, it's depleting. The old gray mare just ain't what she used to be. But I feel like it's really time for me to start paying attention to my body and actually doing stuff to make myself feel better because it's not enough to just live. You know, you have to live with intention to have a good day. So I want the most efficient and effective ways to improve my health, which is why I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. But one thing a day that I can do for my body, so it could be like calming my nervous system like with a cold shower or eating one more green thing, you know, or meditation or something. So I'm always trying to find that one thing because I can't do the litany of 12 things that just spit me out at 11 a.m. on Monday and half my day is gone. So I'm constantly trying to get my morning routine down. And I think I'm not alone in that. So we're shaking things up a bit around here this week and we're bringing in a professional. This week, I'm bringing in the big guns. I got to sit down, well, Zoom, as we do, with one of my favorite people, an osteopath, Vicki Vlaconis. I've been seeing Vicki for like four or five or six years. I honestly don't know what day it is anymore. So what is time? And she is my go-to for any and all health advice. She's my guru and someone I feel very lucky to have on speed dial at three in the morning. She's probably not as happy, but I'm very happy about it. Vicki is an osteopath. Osteopathic medicine is based on the idea that all the body systems are interrelated. So I've Googled this about 7,000 times and I'm not entirely sure even now that I have a firm grasp on what an osteopath is, but as you listen to the interview, you'll understand more what she does. Osteopaths use their hands to treat your body in a variety of ways, using a mixture of holistic techniques based on an individual patient's symptoms. They might use acupressure, acupuncture, craniosacral, which we'll define later in the episode, and much more. I picked Vicky's brain for an hour, well, over an hour, about all the health concerns, routines, tips and tricks, and wellness advice I thought we'd all want to know. And let me tell you, this woman delivered. She went over how to treat a headache and PMS naturally, how to get yourself out of a rut or a bad mood, how to get your best night's sleep, and don't get too excited, but we even talked about everyone's favorite topic, the gut. 
We talked about all the essential oils, mantras, and bathing recipes that will help you change your life for the better. It's really just an overall delicious episode, and I'm beyond excited for you to hear it. Vicky's clients range from Gwyneth Paltrow, Katy Perry, Elton John, to several members of the British royal family. So you're about to get the real deal celebrity treatment. So fancy. Vicky's methods are primarily Eastern, but I asked her to be on because she works with some of the greatest and most respected doctors in the world and treats nearly every A-list celebrity known to man. I love that she has this rare perspective on how to live your best life possible by mixing both Eastern and Western approaches to medicine. If you're worried that like all this holistic stuff is too woo-woo for you, I guarantee you it's not, not even close. I love Vicky because her approaches are accessible and realistic and the results are real. I swear you can take my word for it. I'm not just saying that. Aside from being a renowned osteopath and wellness practitioner, Vicky is an ambassador to the UCLA Division of Digestive Diseases and author of The Body Doesn't Lie, a three-step program to end chronic pain. Vicky was born in Athens, Greece. You'll hear her beautiful accent throughout this episode. Into a health-oriented family ahead of their time, inspiring Vicky to become one of the first women to earn a master's degree from the European School of Osteopathy. Vicky has since traveled all over the world, and she established her own practice in 2001, using holistic treatments to give her clients concrete steps to relieve physical, emotional, and mental pain. Today, Vicky shares her holistic healing treatments and methods all around the world, helping clients release their pain and get radiant, which is something we all want, isn't it? In addition to her Beverly Hills practice, she serves as a Goop contributor and advisory board member for Women's Health magazine. Vicky also created a company called Saint Supply, whose hero product is their Living Elixir Olive Oil. And I swear, after you hear Vicky talk about it, I think you'll agree with me that it sounds like something we all need to try. Okay, so now let's all get started on our wonderful health journey together. Here is Vicky Vlaconis. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Jade. How are you? I'm good. It's like the best way to start my morning is with you. It's like I wish I could start every morning, especially on a gloomy morning. You are the sunshine I need. Oh, it's the energy bounces off. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for doing this with me. If you know me, you know that I'm obsessed with Vicky. I started seeing you like four or five years ago, I think, which is crazy. But I use so many of the tips and tricks that you taught me like still to this day. So I'm so excited to get an hour of your time to pick your brain and give our listeners the opportunity to hear about all of the health and wellness rituals and practices that you recommend for your clients. So can you kind of explain to everyone what you do, how you got started? Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Vicky Vlaconis. So I'm a European osteopath. And for more than 20 years, I've been in health and wellness as a practitioner. What is an osteopath? So an osteopath takes a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. An osteopath will look at the whole body, physical and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people call me pain gangster. Some yes. people say body healer. I, I studied osteopathy. I've got my master's in science in osteopathy, and I want to help people feel better. Right. So I work with teams. I work with doctors, gynecologists, helping people get pregnant. I work with therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists. I believe in teamwork. I work as an ambassador at UCLA's Digestive Diseases Division, helping people understand how food is medicine, but understanding what they're putting in their body matters. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, registered dietitians, researchers on the gut. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years in, wow. in holistic medicine, but just really taking an approach to helping people, you know, feel better. And some people might come in with neck pain and they'll be like, well, I've had this neck pain and it's it could be chronic, it could be lasting for more than three months, or it could be anxiety, it could be fear locked right. up in their muscles, it could be a memory from emotional trauma, it could be a sudden, you know, accident, car accident. Mm -hmm. I'm all about, you know, obviously the author of The Body Doesn't Lie. Yes. And when I wrote the three-step program, it was to help more people uncover the truth about their pain. Mm -hmm. But all my life, I've created rituals. I've traveled the world with people. So in England, everybody has an osteopath. Really? In America, you see more chiropractors. I do. Yes. I didn't know that. So it's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Right. So what are the, some of the things that, like, obviously I know because I have been lucky enough to see you many times. What are some of the things you offer your clients? I think the first thing is to listen to people under and, and again, you know, reflect on what is causing their pain. So people usually will come to me because they've got low back pain or neck pain or shortness of breath, anxiety. And what I have to do is take a full case history and understand and listen to, you know, it could be as simple as a pain in the neck, could be as simple as low vitamin D or an issue in their thyroid. And, you know, obviously I work with all these amazing yes. doctors at UCLA and endocrinologists and uncovering their truth and working together to get deep and understand, well, this, we don't want to ignore the pain in our body. Right. So we want to uncover the truth, but it's, it's simple things of helping people understand that they have to listen to their body. And, and, you know, for you, it was amazing with, you know, maybe it was, your anxiety that kicked in, the neck pain. Mm -hmm. But then you dug deep and said, I want to take care of myself. I don't want to doubt myself. I don't want to have this fear yes. and anger and this emotional pain causing all this physical pain. Right. And then I'm feeling stuck in my body. Absolutely. So that brings me to mind and body connection. So yeah, how does someone go about like facing their pain and letting it go? Where do you start connecting with your body? And how do you become, as you call it, like a pain investigator? I think the first step is to acknowledge that you are in pain and face your pain because it's hard to face your pain. And once you've realized, you know, what is it that's causing pain? So is it somebody's the pain in the neck in my life? Is it, could it be that I have to go to my doctor and check the pain in the neck, or if it's the, the low back pain, could it be connected to my ovaries? Could it be connected to my bowels? Or could it be connected to my relationship? I'm unhappy in my relationship, and now my pain is there to awaken the truth. So is there a signal? So I always say pain is your most powerful teacher. So facing your pain is the most important thing. But becoming your own pain investigator is digging deeper and saying, okay, now, am I happy at work? Is this my passion? You know, I always believe everybody has a passion and a purpose and a hidden talent. And they're here to find that passion, find that hidden talent and help others. Now, if you're in a job that you're unhappy and every time, you know, you're thinking this doesn't work for me, your pain's going to be your most powerful teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, is it your relationship? You have to deal with your pain, but you are the only one that knows the truth. Right, right. So facing your pain and facing your truth 
is the most powerful Mm-hmm. start, the start to actually acknowledging, okay, I'm suffering because I'm not happy at work. I'm suffering because I'm in the wrong marriage or wrong relationship. And right. now I have to let go of this thing that's hurting my body and hurting me physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. Like we have to look at that whole connection. Mm-hmm. Am I happy emotionally? Am I happy physically? Or spiritually, like what are the what is this triad, this triad of well-being? It's not it's not one thing. I think it's it's as I keep saying, it's an integrative health and wellness approach. It's taking a step back and looking at the whole picture. Yes. Am I unhappy living with a roommate that's verbally abusing me, for example, and I can't deal right. with it anymore? Am I right. unhappy with my relationship? Am I not dealing with my anger issues and now I'm drinking my emotions or eating my emotions and I need to write that forgiveness letter to my dad or mm-hmm. mom or brother or, you know, I have to be able to nurture myself, take care of myself, face my truth to be able to release it. So first Mm -hmm. step, acknowledge your truth, reflect on what's causing pain to be able to release it, to radiate. And once you radiate, it's not just pink balloons. You have to work on it. You have to create these rituals. And, you know, I know all my life I've been creating rituals and helping people stay in the positive by eating foods that nurture themselves. Like, again, yes, it could be as simple as let me make an anti-inflammatory smoothie. Let, we, we keep hearing about blueberries having antioxidants. We keep hearing about green bananas having all these prebiotics. We keep hearing about spinach. It's simple. Grab some spinach, some flax seeds, some omega-3, some chia seeds, organic blueberry juice full of antioxidants, a shot of olive oil if you can, which has all these plant sterols, good fats, squalines and vitamin E's and and help my heart create something that's going to maintain a healthy heart. Let's let's reduce all these toxins, these sugars. It's it's really becoming your own pain and how you eat is going to affect your mood and your bowel. Mhm. So food is most important. Yes. So, you know, creating rituals and helping people understand that food is medicine, meditation, mindfulness, taking care of their body, talking to their, that inner voice that could be doubting themselves. So you do this in a variety of ways. You do like acupuncture and cranial sacral. And so in my experience, at least with you, cranial sacral is like you put your hands lightly on someone's head and it's like this energy exchange back and forth. It's kind of like meditation, but tell me more about it because I don't know anything. So I love doing the osteopathic treatments and the craniosacral to just kind of connect the mind and body. So what we want to help people do is a craniosacral treatment is a a simple touch. So we can work on babies, Mm -hmm. pregnant women, It's a simple technique to actually help the mind and body become one and the same. So it's a mind-body connection. So in America, they might call it mind-body connection. In Europe, it's a craniosacral adjustment. We can call it craniosacral osteopathic flow of energy that's helping the cerebral spinal fluid from the back of your brain to your occiput. So as osteopaths, we work we work into calming down the nervous system. Right. So we know that our emotions run up and down our nervous system. They run up and down our spine. So I'm there to calm down the nervous system. 
all this energy, all this fight, all this fright, all this fear, is it anger, is it grief, is it self-doubt, all these emotions that come to us every day are there for me to say, okay, let's take a step back and look at the whole picture. Where are you stuck? I believe in teams. Yes, 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 yes. And putting together a wellness team connecting East and West and medicine. Mm -hmm. So for some people, it might be acupuncture that helps them calm down their nervous system. But for other people, it might be just even some touch or even a mindfulness meditation as simple as, you know, some acupressure points. Yes, which we're going to get into. Yes. And just simple tools of understanding that, you know what, I'm moody and angry, but you know what, guess what? I've eaten the wrong food. I'm doubting myself. Yes, I might have drank more than one or two glasses of wine or might have eaten this cake, but was I feeding my emotion? And now I'm bloated, Mm -hmm. my gut isn't moving, and we know the gut-brain connection. Now I'm feeling moody, angry, and it might be as simple as, you know, your boyfriend might say, take the rubbish out, and you're like, ooh, now you've hit my button today. Yeah, you might have woken up feeling a bit of self-doubt, but what are the tools that will help you if you can't go to an acupuncturist or go to an osteopath or speak to a therapist, you've got to do simple things. So for me, mm-hmm. I always say simple tools. Food is medicine. So I want everybody to become their own pain investigators. Of course, if they have pain, they have to reach out to their doctor to check their vitamin D to make sure nothing in the blood is, is a signal. So pain is a signal. Pain is our most powerful teacher. I believe if you can listen to your body and know your body, pain can be our most powerful teacher. So if we listen to what our body is, is signaling, so something could be a pain in the neck or a pain in the lower back, but for me, the first thing to do is not ignore your pain, always speak to your doctor. Mm -hmm. And now even more, we can zoom, we can talk to our doctors, we have more access to actually, you know, connecting on a FaceTime call, reaching out to our doctors who can listen to us mm-hmm. at a level where we, we're actually saying, you know what, I have this pain in my left shoulder. Could it be connected to the fact that I forgot to have a mammogram for two, three years? Could the pain in the neck be the fact that I didn't check my thyroid or my vitamin D for the last year? Right. So what is my body trying to teach me? Now, obviously chronic pain, is more than three months, so you want to investigate more. But a, Oh, that's the definition of chronic pain is more than three months. I didn't know that. Yes. But I think most importantly, you know, if it's an emotional pain that's causing that anxiety, that's causing that shortness of breath, that is causing that, the sweatiness, that dry mouth, like mm-hmm. what is happening? So what is happening to my nervous system? What is happening to my body? And can I create a ritual that will help me stay in the positive? And that's where I come in. And for me, you know, I've been blessed to have a mother who's a yoga teacher and taught me meditation from the age of nine years old and 10 and 11. When when I used to back in Greece, my mom was ahead of the game and she she was she's my guru. She's my healer. And wow. So I was, you know, I was an athlete. I was very competitive playing basketball, tennis, my dad, a tennis coach, but I still had my fears and doubts. And I was like, mom, how am I going to do this tomorrow? How am I going to win that race? And I feel fat. I feel like these, my thunder thighs are like so big. And she'd be like, Vicky, look into the mirror. 
and just tell yourself, these beautiful muscular thighs are going to help you win that race. Mm. So she planted that seed of positivity. Yes. And that's where I help people come into their in life where they're stuck and they're anxious. So I was given these tools from my mom and obviously I studied as an osteopath and have my master's in science in osteopathy and moved to California. And I'm working as an ambassador at the digestive diseases division, but it was all, it's like my whole life connected the dots, you know, yes. working with amazing doctors, working with people who help uncover the truth about people's mm -hmm. emotions, physical pain, like always trying to be this investigator to help people feel better Better, but at the same time, plant these seeds of positivity. I love that. And you do that. I mean, like, that's why everyone loves you so much, because you add routine and purpose and meaning to like people's lives and just try to get them connected with their body, which is weird because you think that you're connected to your body, but you're not. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting because I think, you know, people think, oh, like connecting to my body. Yeah, like I'm connected, but you don't ever actually listen to your body. But I know you're the queen of routine. Can you walk me through your morning routine? Because I think it's going to look a lot different than my morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should talk about is one really important thing that I've been working on for the last two, three years, which has been a labor of love. And it's Saint Supply, which is my wellness brand. And it's my living elixir, which is the olive oil, which keeps me in the positive. And that's one reason I, all my life I've created rituals. So yes. the first thing I do when I wake up is I go into the kitchen, I pour myself a big glass of water and I take a shot of olive oil. And I know this sounds crazy just telling people to take a shot of olive oil, but this is not the normal olive oil that you cook with. This is something you, you don't just buy it in the supermarket. This is something with real health benefits. Right. And, and I'll, I'll explain the antioxidants and polyphenols, but I literally have one thing that keeps me in the positive, which obviously I've been doing for years, you know, being Greek, we love our olive oil. Yes, I was like, you probably grew up <laughs> taking shots of olive oil. My great-grandparents, my grandparents, my ancestors who lived more than 100 years were always into following the Mediterranean diet. And again, now we, we you know, it's bringing the old, but actually looking at the Mediterranean diet, which is something that's been going on. People have studied the diet for more than 30 years, probably. And it ha the Mediterranean diet has been named best overall in the US News and World Reports for best diet for 2020. Oh. Yes. What is the Mediterranean diet? So the Mediterranean diet is mixing a variety of all your vegetables, your legumes, your fruit. It's very rich in all these, all these colorful salads you know, moderate with less dairy, mm -hmm. low in meat, but actually using olive oil. And our olive oil has these polyphenols, which are not only antioxidant, but these polyphenols, poly is a Greek word, which means a lot. Mm -hmm. And phenols are these natural occurring compounds mm -hmm. that actually safeguard against common health problems, as well as certain effects of aging. So we're lucky. We, we found this rare variety of organic olives with these natural intended polyphenols unique in this elixir. So we didn't extract a supplement. Mm -hmm. You know, we, this is not a supplement. This is a food. We didn't extract right. the polyphenols out of the olive oil and added it in the bottle. Just, just okay. to 
be clear. So the first thing I do is I take my shot of olive oil. I follow it with water and lemon. No matter what, I know that this is going to keep me in the positive. So I might have the coffee brewing. I drink a, a cup of coffee every day. You know, I might have my my juice of grapefruit juice as it, if, it, if it doesn't upset your stomach. But I have something that will always keep me in the positive. So literally, I pour a shot of olive oil mm-hmm. into a cup. Yes. And for, you know, beginners, we say do 15 ml, but I do a full 30 ml shot. Holy cow that is insane (laughs) but this this olive oil is not for cooking oh okay so this is not olive oil you find in the supermarket so this has been a labor of love i mean saint supply is our new wellness brand but the living elixir is our hero product and i'm so proud of this product yes because we've actually teamed up with um dr nancy jaffe and dr fola may who are on the scientific board. And for years and years and years, we we tested and analyzed in a lab. Wow. These organic, the juice, the juice. Yes. Of these rare organic olives. Yes. So you take, a, I mean, it, that's, it, bravo for st- I will show you. I just yeah. take a full show shot. Me. I'm like, have you been living off olive oil your whole life because you're Greek? That's impressive. That is so impressive. Yes. But you start with 15 ml. And what does it do for you? So with this... I would do 15. So this olive oil, so actually has this peppery kick. It's full of these polyphenols. This is the champagne of olive oil. So this is something, you know, very unique and precious. We don't fry our eggs with this. Okay. So you shouldn't just take a shot of olive oil from your kitchen. That would be ineffective. Okay. Yeah, we we designed the bottle. I mean, this olive oil, we painted the bottle black to protect it from the sun and the light. Like we've gone above and beyond investigating and understanding these beautiful polyphenols and actually seeing because antioxidants, people know olive oil is good for you. Yeah. But we went above and beyond the antioxidants. But can you tell us what what olive oil, like what what are the health benefits? So the first thing you have to know, it is it basically supports and helps your cartilage, your joint function. So it promotes relaxation. Mm -hmm. It even promotes digestive function. So when we talk about moving your bowels and occasionally can even alleviate constipation. Oh, wow. So I always ask my patients, my clients, have your bowels moved? Why are you moody today? So I want people to make the connection with their bowels and their mood. Okay. Because we know the gut, we hear about the gut yes. being being the second brain. But yes. actually, it has more neurons than the brain. No more way. than 100 trillion Neurons. Well, it's a very hot button topic right now, the gut, because it's like, I feel like everyone's talking about the gut. Everyone's talking about leaky gut. What is the number one thing you can do to try to heal your gut? Or like, what's the first step? I think, you know, we could go deeper. You know, a lot of people suffer with chronic issues with their gut, so irritable bowel syndrome, right. Crohn's disease, and autoimmune. So that's a whole other topic. But I think a simple thing to know is that we want your bowels to move every day. Mm-hmm. And the, the gut-brain barrier. Only once a day? Some people, you know, have a faster metabolism yeah. and their bowels will move more. Everybody's bowel is unique. Okay. So if, if, you know, all of a sudden people are trying to give you all these supplements and all these other things to add in your body, 
I always say food is medicine. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, olive oil is, we, 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 we got the juice of the olives. Mm -hmm. We didn't extract the polyphenols right. and added it. I think it's important to always speak to a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. It's important to speak to your doctor to understand how you feel mm -hmm. with certain foods. Mm -hmm. So the topic of your gut is a big topic, but I feel for me, the most important thing is if my bowels don't move, I'm angry, I'm moody, I'm no good for anybody. And that's my number one. I wanted to find something that's going to, a product that's, and especially these polyphenols, these antioxidants, which are natural compounds that are going to safeguard us against all this negative, all these toxins and everything's thrown mm -hmm. at us. You know, we have to really read labels. And when I talk about the anti-inflammatory diet and the Mediterranean diet, I talk about this variety of fruits and legumes and nuts. And in Greece, yes, we do eat meat and we eat our lamb, but we try to find, you know, organic beef or grass fed. And I, I, I'm not against eating meat, but everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As our ancient Greeks used to say, pan medronariston, everything in moderation. Okay, I love that. Yes. So, okay, back to the morning routine. So you take your shot yes. of olive oil, which... Big glass of water. And then a glass of water. And, and then what? And then I go in and do my meditation, my mindfulness meditation. And for some people, it might be a prayer. And for me, it's just sitting with myself and just like sometimes I'll, I'll walk outside and look outside and, and be grateful and just try to find my moment. Mm -hmm. So before I take that shot of olive oil, I tell myself, Vicky, today's going to be a better day. No matter what happens, whatever's thrown at you, good or bad, I want you to be grounded. I want you to be grateful and I want you to start your day in a positive note. So then I'll go and do my 10, 15 minutes of my five Tibetan poses. So shot of olive oil, water, water with lemon, the coffee's brewing before my kids even wake up. What time is that? Like, what time are you up? I'm up early. I'm up at 5.45. I mean, holy cow. I know, but I do sleep early as well. Yeah. If I don't have a late, if I don't have a late night, I love my sleep. Yeah, me too. Me too. I have a lot of questions about sleep. Yeah. I switch off devices. I charge my phone in my bathroom. That becomes my alarm. I usually wake up before the phone anyway. Mm -hmm. God. I like to it's have my seven to eight. I know. It's the olive oil. Okay. So it then is. you do, what are your five Tibetan poses? Can you explain those? So the five Tibetan poses are in the book, The Body Doesn't Lie. Yes, Vicky's and book. they're on yeah, and they're on my Instagram. I've done some little videos to show people. They're five different simple poses. So my mom taught me these. They're the five Tibetan poses. They're called the five rites of rejuvenation. Mm. So then again, it's something to help me move my body. Right. So it's it's a combination of a downward, upward facing dog, a combination of strengthening my body. But what I do. Even if I doubted myself and the night before I'm bloated, I ate a big bowl of pasta and I, I drank more than one glass of red wine or more than gla one glass of champagne and I feel bloated and moody, I know that this is going to again, the poses will keep me in the positive. I've combined it with a little meditation. 
but it's 10, 15 minutes. It's not like, yeah. uh, you know, you know, I don't have to go up to the mountain and, you know, meditate for hours. And it's, it's just quick little tricks to keep me in the positive. So right. I'm dry brushing my body, causing this lymphatic drainage massage yes. before I get into the shower. And then when I'm in the shower, I close my eyes. I visualize. Again, I'm meditating. I'm talking to myself like this is going to be a great day, Vicky. You're like hyping yourself up. Yeah, don't allow other people's doubt or other people's anger or their issues or something that upset you to ruin your day. Mm -hmm. And there are days where I've had to say, you know, this is person is toxic. Yeah. My body doesn't like them. Right. They're causing stress for my body. Right. So this doesn't work for me. So I'm always like, how does my body feel? So what am I going to do to empower myself? I, you know, sometimes I'll just walk my dog for half an hour and then come and do my five Tibetan poses. And if I haven't had time, because I have to wake up the kids and breakfast and get them on their Zooms, I'll do my five Tibetan poses and my shot of olive oil at the end of the day. You know, for some people, oh, okay. there's no rule. This is my morning ritual, but I believe in rituals. Morning, lunchtime, evening, just squeeze it in the day. I don't think there's a rule. As long as you have something that keeps you in the positive, you know, because it might be as simple as doubting yourself and looking in front of the mirror and saying, oh, my God, you know, I look awful today. And then I'm like, no, 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 Vicky. Yeah. No, that's that's not good. I'll start writing little notes. Like post-it notes? Little post-it notes that will be on my mirror that will say, I love you. You are enough. You are amazing. And what can you do today to give back, Vicky? Mm. You're here to help people. You know, I believe we're here to find our passion, our purpose, but help others. What is it all about? Right. You know, you're, you're helping me today. Thank you. Give a positive message and, and you're here. You know, people call themselves healers, but I think we all have a hidden talent and we all have that healing from within. Yes. And for you, it might be interviewing somebody that's going to help all these thousands of people. Yes. And yes, I mean, we've known each other and we've gone through anxiety yes. and happy times and times which have been challenging. Mm -hmm. But you've had the power to be your own pain investigator and say, you know what? This doesn't work for me in my life. I'm not going to, this person, this friend is hurting me. Right. And I need to take a break because it's actually causing neck pain. Right. Literally. Right. This is causing neck pain. It might the not be the, the fact neck. that you're low yeah. in vitamin D. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. who is the pain in the neck yes. in your life? Yes. So you believe that the, all those things you can find in the body, like if you just looked inward. Yes, I agree. Okay, I want to get more into that, but I want to start, I'm just going to ask you a series of questions that I think that everyone could benefit from hearing about. So I love dry brushing. I do it mm, every so often. I should do it a lot more, but I don't. It's really effective for like exfoliating and increasing your blood flow, but tell us a little more about it. So yes, my shower is again, it's like this self-care, self-love, self-improvement, self-talk. There's all these things happening. I'm dry brushing before I get into the shower. What is dry brushing? So dry brushing exfoliates your skin. So it gets rid of all these dead skin cells. Mm -hmm. But actually at the same time, I'm causing this lymphatic drainage massage mm -hmm. and I'm talking to myself and I'm like, okay, I'm taking care of my body. I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to doubt myself. I'm not going to give myself any negative pep talks that are going to take me into the negative. Yeah. 
And that kind of prepares me. And I go into the shower. And yes, I do believe in cold showers. And if you can't have a full-on cold shower, just end it with a cold shower. I have found those to be actually very helpful. And I I just do like 15 to 30 seconds at the end of my shower. I just turn it cold. And it's really great. Well, it's empowering. I think it releases endorphins. There's studies on cold showers, the effect it has on the brain. And I think what's really important is, you know, you could even have that cold shower and you can close your eyes and just visualize visualize this enormous light empowering your whole body to prepare you for whatever it is, a Zoom call, a podcast, you know, homework with kids, anything that will keep you in the positive. What are the products that you use in the shower? Like what you, so you use your dry brush. Do you use like essential oils in the shower or is that just for baths? Like that's something that yes. I love about so the, Vicky is yes, the bath. Yes, yes. I love the bath. Like the, that your whole thing is amazing. So the shower is more my morning ritual, okay. you know, to get me going. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I've had a very long day mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, you know, you, you listen to people's stories and you, you hold on to a lot of stress. Totally. So I'm like, I need a tool that's going to help me relax. It's going to relax my mind and body. Mm-hmm. So it's as simple as running a warm bath. Mm-hmm. And I add these Epsom salts, mm-hmm. just simple Epsom salts you can get from your supermarket or Rite Aid or your pharmacy. Mm-hmm. I do two big cups of Epsom salts. So that has magnesium sulfates. It relaxes your body. And then I love to add some essential oils. And hydrogen peroxide too, right? Yes. Two cups of Epsom salts, Mm -hmm. one cup of hydrogen peroxide, Mm -hmm. but people can be careful. You know, Epsom salts are easy to find. Everybody has hydrogen peroxide. And also you have to be, you could, you can have a simple bath with Epsom salts and some essential oils Mm -hmm. and you can add lavender or, you know, again, you can buy and just three, four drops of lavender to calm you down. But if I call it my cleanser, my self-care cleanser, but I actually literally say to myself when I'm in the water, I say, Vicky, you know, it's like a catharsis. I'm like, I'm letting go of this anger, this person that upsets me. I don't, I don't want to keep holding on to these Mm -hmm. negative emotions. So I find that self-care, water's healing. If you can add Epsom salts, essentials, oils, hydrogen peroxide, or baking soda, you can actually relax and call it your anti-inflammatory, you know, Epsom salt bath. Yeah, I'm like, I want one right now. It sounds so nice. And it's warm and it's easy, you know, it's water. You just have to run your bath. And sometimes I do it like if I'm stuck and I'm like, whoa, I feel stuck and I feel like I'm carrying this person's energy. It's either a quick shower or an Epsom salt bath. Yes, because you feel like water is healing. And just sitting in water, you, you know, some people I find when they're really anxious, I tell them just walk in, if you, if you have access to a pool or you could, you know, go to your friend's house, just sit in the water. You don't have to do laps and, you know, empower yourself. We're not all swimmers, but just even sitting in the water. I find like going in the ocean, obviously not everyone has access to the ocean, but that is super relaxing. It just like calms your nervous system immediately. Soothing. It's like washes away the negative. Yes, it does. So what are your favorite essential oils? What brand do you use? And what are like, if you want to start off with like four essential oils, which one should you get? I'm sitting here with my, um, I still have the one that you gave me. I have my lemon oil with me all the time. I swear I just like snort it at my desk. I inhale it so often. Like it's a problem. Well, lemon is energizing. Lemon is a happy oil. Yes. I love that one. 
even smelling a lemon or even using, you know, if people can't get to the supermarket to buy a simple essential oil, they can even squeeze some lemon juice or the lemon zest Mm -hmm. and smell it. Okay. But lemon is one of my favorite. Okay. Bergamot I love. What's that for? Again, it's a happy, energizing one. Lavender is more, you know, grounding, soothing, sleepy oil. Mm-hmm. As long as people don't have allergies, because, right. you know, the smell is powerful. So we have to, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful what Interesting. we int- introduce. Yes. You know, and if it's something new and it doesn't work for your body, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're going to get a rash or a hive, you, you wouldn't want to put the essential oil. You want to mix it with a in the bath, in the big bathtub, three drops. Or you actually, sometimes what I do is I massage myself with either grapeseed oil and I'll add the lemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, to the grapeseed After oil. the bath. Okay. Yes, grapeseed oil, sweet almond oil. Yeah. You could do a lot, but actually the smell or even putting the essential oil on a cotton wool mm-hmm. is very empowering. And does it like, so if you smell it, like how long does that last? Like how long do the effects last? Well, I think the power of the smell and the power of you saying to yourself, this lemon is a happy oil. How do I feel? What am I, I'm I'm preparing my body. So I'm talking to my body. I have a tool. Mm -hmm. I have a simple essential oil. And for some people, if it's not lemon or lavender or bergamot, it could be peppermint. Mm. You know, for people who have headaches mm-hmm. and it helps or digest, focus, right? Peppermint. Yes, also? peppermint wakes you up. It's good for headaches, but it's also good for digestion. I actually get some of my patients who get bloated and have upset stomachs, and they don't like peppermint tea. The oil works beautifully, and there's more and more studies. Again, you want to mix it. Either put a cotton wool, three drops or dilute it with some something that makes you feel comfortable. But I think if we can look into essential oils yeah, and, and find a tool that helps us reset our mind. Yeah. It works topically. Like it, like you can put it topical. You can put it in your bath. Interesting. Just have it around. Okay. I have, I have my lemon in the car. Sometimes I have peppermint in the car. You know, people walk into my car and say, wow, that made me happy. That just changed my mood. Yes. 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 I need like a car diffuser for my lemon oil. Why not? That's what I need. I get most of mine from a company called Young Living. Where do you get your essential oils? I, I'm happy to buy my essential oils, which are organic and pure mm-hmm. from Whole Foods or Bristol okay. Farm or the market. So I'm... So you can get them from the market. I also... Yeah. And sometimes I bring them back from Greece. Yeah. I bet those are the good ones. <laughs> Yes. I bet those are great. And I know I know where they come from. And, you know, I know the land that they come from. I know the farm is organic. It's now and now I'm looking more to, to companies that are I'm kind of more transparent when I know where they source their products. Okay. Yeah. So you just got to do your research. You know, those days when you're just in like the worst mood ever, or like you didn't have time for your morning ritual or your olive oil, and you're just like feeling meh, like you're just, you can't get out of your own way. Like you're foggy. You're just stuck. Like what are the best acupressure points to like help you lift your spirits and just get you out of that funk? And can you explain them? Cause people won't be able to see. Yes. Yeah, so ideally when I, if I wake up, I'm in a bad mood. I have to ask myself, have my bowels moved? Right. Why am I moody? Right. And then what if the answer is no, they haven't moved? What do you do? 
if people haven't got Saint Supply or the Living Elixir, I will ask them to do an acupressure point. So it's very simple. There's one acupressure point, which is between your thumb and index finger. Okay. So you want to get to that fleshy bit yeah. as close to, if you think of an L shape between your, your index and thumb, you want to go to the corner of that L and you want to press hard. So, oh, it like gives me the heebie-jeebies just just to touch it. Like you could tell me I was going to win the lottery and I would not push this pressure point for 15 seconds. Like that hurts. So you feel a little tenderness. Yeah. So in acupuncture, this is called large intestine four. So if people can't get to an acupuncturist, they could do it at home. Okay. They can press for 10 to 15 seconds and just close your eyes and say, okay, I'm going to release this acupressure point. It's called large intestine four. It might get rid of your headache. Right. It can even help your mood. Yes. And it can actually set you to realize that I'm actually reflecting. I'm actually dealing with this emotion. So I'm in a bad mood, but I want to investigate deeper. So I don't want to go to the fridge and eat cake or feed my emotions. I'm going to call a friend. Okay. So again, I'm talking to myself. I've done my acupressure point. If people can do that or call a friend, don't sit with the pain. Don't sit with that moodiness. Get out of the house, go into nature. Yeah. Yeah. Walk it out because the more you walk, the better you feel. Yes. Your bowels will start moving. Your endorphins will start kicking in. Right. Just walk up and down the hill or, you know, a couple of blocks. Okay. Just get out into nature. Now, if it's snowing and raining, you can get your yoga mat or get on the floor, lie down and either do some yoga poses. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy now to get access to yoga on Zoom, on YouTube, but I would do the five Tibetan poses. Oh, okay. I'm going to start doing those. I want you to do these every day, even if you start. So the idea is to do these five yoga poses 21 times. These Tibetan people live to a hundred. Right. So yes, we're going to live above a hundred. Okay. With, we're your be help, taking Doc, shots. with your help, Vicky, I'm going to live. Yes. I'm going to try. We're going to take shots of olive oil. Yes. Only not cooking oil. Right. Saint Supply Saint is living supply. elixir because it has the, the high polyphenols, these antioxidants. Yes. That boost our immune system, help our skin glow, move our bowel mm-hmm. and help ma- maintain our joint function. People right. are actually telling me that after three weeks... Three weeks of taking a shot of all every day. They have, their skin is glowing. Their joints feel supple. They're like, I'm, I'm, not- I'm going home and drinking it. I'm, not, I'm just going to drink the whole bottle. No, no, don't drink the whole bottle. Start with either half a shot. <laughs> You're like, 15 please ml. <laughs> 15 ml. Or if you could build it up to 30. Okay. It's going to help you. Yeah. And see how you feel. I want everybody to try it. Okay, no, I'm so excited. So what's another, like, okay, so if you're panicking, like if you're really nervous, you have a big meeting, you have a presentation, something, first day of school, whatever, what is an acupressure point you can use for that or an essential oil? So I would do, if it's morning and you want a happy oil, I would do the lemon. Okay. And there's some different pressure points you can press on the front of your chest. So under your clavicle bone, there's a little dip in that area. Mm. So that could be connected. So if even if you try it now, interesting. use one or two fingers. So you want to go into the middle of your chest yeah. and you'll see your two clavicle bones, these yes. sticky bones, and then dip into the, you'll see in between the first oh, yeah. rib, there's a trigger point. <gasps> totally. I feel so it. So this can actually, so you'll feel pain while you do this. Yes, I'm feeling pain. 
So you actually want to press on this acupressure point for 10 to 15 seconds. You can close your eyes and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I know I'm doubting myself. I know I'm angry with my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend <laughs> who texts me, but I'm actually going to stay in the positive. I'm not going to allow. I'm going to visualize this beautiful white light. I'm actually going to do this acupressure point. I'm going to smell the essential oil and I'm going to dry brush myself or go into the shower and wash away this negativity. Yeah. So that, those are practices you can also do before something you're nervous for, right? Like you can- Yes. Or a big glass of water yeah. and lemon. You can even grate some lemon, which has the same anti-inflammatory properties and lemon is antibacterial. And if you don't have the essential oil, have a big glass of water with lemon. Okay. So the one healthy thing I consistently do is I drink a lot, a lot of lemon water, but I don't really know why I drink it. I don't really know what the health benefits are, but I do it a lot. So I hope you tell me it's a really good practice. So, you know, people believe that the juice of the lemon's good, but actually research I have mine shows. Right here. I have mine Yay! Right here. So research and, and just even holding that cup, that warm water with lemon, being mindful, something soothing and nurturing. Yes. But actually the lemon zest, the skin of the lemon, if you can grate, so wash a lemon, try and buy an organic lemon. Yeah. Grate that, literally grate the skin of the lemon into the water and that acts as a some people say to me oh god i was peeing all day it acts as a diuretic but actually it's anti-inflammatory it's got anti-inflammatory properties and antibacterial antimicrobial so before you even have your coffee mm -hmm. if you're able to have the the most powerful tool will obviously be the shot of olive oil because that's going to help you relax it's going to promote relaxation it's going to help move your bowel you could add the water with lemon straight after. Right after. So there you go. Two tools, yeah. simple things in life. You know, we don't need, as I say, to walk up the mountain and meditate for an hour and go home and then connect mm -hmm. with things that are difficult. Yeah, because like when you have to go to work or you have kids, it's like, it's hard to get these routines down. And then you just get in a bad mood because like maybe the food you're eating is bad or, you know, so it's hard to know where to start. For 20 years, I've been in health and wellnesses and as osteopath and traveling the world, going on tour with different people and just watching, what are they eating? Now, is this food going to reduce stress? Is it going to help reduce their tension? Like, what is happening here? Why isn't their digestive function working? Why is like, why are they not relaxed? What's going to help maintain a healthy heart or help their joints and their flexibility? Right. So let's look at read labels let's understand that what we're putting into our body mm -hmm. so i'm like a pain investigator but a, you know some people are like why are you always reading labels i'm like well why should i put this in my body if i'm mm. conscious of what i'm putting into my body and it's going to help my mood and set me off for the day i won't eat those yeah. that, that packet of chips yes i believe in 80 percent healthy 20 percent you can cheat a little bit. But if you have a routine and a ritual, you know, and for some people, it might be the walk on the beach or walking their dog for an hour and just being alone with themselves and, and kind of preparing themselves and, you know, preparing their body and their mind. So like if you have a weekend where you are, you just eat like crap, you eat, you know, like junk food, you've drank wine and or tequila or whatever, and you want to start that Monday off right. Aside from the olive oil and like lemon water, what is like the first 
meal you should have after like what will help reset your body what's like the healthiest so what i've been doing for the last few years is intermittent fasting so even if i've had like my french fries and a burger and a glass of wine or champagne i want to celebrate that moment mhm but what i'll do is try to fast so i won't eat for 12 to 14 hours okay after like that weekend okay that big meal yes so i will wait and i won't even take my shot of olive oil until 12 to 14 hours and some people can go up to 16 hours right and then what i do is i will have my first shot of olive oil my meal but then i'll also wait another 6 to 8 hours and then that's it i'll have my two meals and i try to do that 3 4 times a week i try to do that intermittent fasting because i feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm kind of like fasting from my body's fasting, I'm food fasting. Yeah. But I'm not I I'm not hungry. You know, after right. I even 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 after I take that shot of olive oil, sometimes I'll just not eat for a couple of hours. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to say so it can be really damaging for some people's health, right? So like if they think they want to start intermittent fasting, you should talk to like a doctor first, right? Because it can mess with your fertility even. Yeah, I think the research has shown that for low caloric intake, I think it was uh, USC did the last one. Okay. And I can check my notes and send it to you. We don't want you deprived of food. You right. we still want you to have those two meals a day. Right. after you break your fast mm-hmm. but you will eat yes. you will eat food so it's not like you're fasting and starving right okay so this is a big issue for everyone i think sleeping what are your tips for sleep so ideally uh, sleep is very important to me and i need my 7 8 hours or i'm really moody me too. or I'm, i'm like a nightmare uh, <laughs> yes I also do believe in napping during the day so if you can squeeze in a meditation I love that belief of yours <laughs> and I will be in between patients clients I'll be running around but I'll come back home and if in that 15 minute nap mm-hmm. during the day or even before being able to last to go out for a meeting or a dinner and obviously now we we we're not going out right. anywhere but i still will come home and take that 10 15 minute nap i i think it's a greek thing we're used yeah. to it we do it we nap after a big meal i'm like what about a 2 <laughs> hour nap <laughs> yes i will do that on a sunday okay yeah or on a day off if i haven't if i'm working on a sunday and monday's my day off yeah i'll take a 2 hour nap okay i i will shut everything off Yes. It's really important to me. But I do believe that you know, either having an Epsom salt bath or preparing yourself. Mm-hmm. So first of all, switching off your device. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have a television in my room anymore. Oh my god, Ricky, you would hate my house. <laughs> I have a television in my room, 17 phones in the bed. It's terrible. What what's really really important is to switch off your phone. So my phone charges in the bathroom. And my phone is my alarm. I don't want my phone, I don't want the TV in my room. Mhm. I want that peaceful. I believe in in a Tempur-Pedic pillow. Mm. I believe in a silk pillowcase. Yes, I believe in that too. Yes, I yes. believe in like sleeping, you know, with a heavy blanket and nurturing yes. yourself, you know. Again, 
if you can create that sanctuary, that nest, you know, sleeping is so important, dreaming, relaxing, meditating, praying before you go to bed, just 10, 15 minutes. I mean, I, I can fall asleep anywhere, so I don't have an issue with insomnia. Yeah. But I, I find the people who have difficulty with sleep have to really get rid of their phones from their bedroom. They have to really invest in a good pillow or a good mattress that's, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to spend money, spend it in something that's really nurturing. Imagine how many hours of sleep we need. Yeah, we spend something like one third of your life in bed. I probably spend a little more than that, but one third is a lot. So do you use like things like magnesium, you know, like what are some like CBD? What have you found like or what have your clients found most effective for going to sleep and then staying asleep? Yes, I think the most important thing is the problem with disturbed sleep is you've got to connect what it, where's it coming from. So is it the foods you're eating? So if you're going to be waking up in the middle of the night between 3 to 5 a.m., that's when our liver gets angry and stagnant and we're sweating. So you've got to think, <gasps> what have you eaten? Baby, I had... I had wine last night and I swear to God, every time I have a glass or more of wine, I cannot, I wake up at 3 a.m. It's like, it's crazy. Why, did, why does that happen to me? I think what happens is our liver's overheated and it creates this stagnant energy. So therefore, you see, you've become your own pain investigator now. Yes. You realizing that you can't have that glass of wine every no. day. You can't. No. It's going to no. wake you up and then you'll be in a bad mood. But I can't have it even, I literally once every four weeks. Like it just does that to my brain every time. Like I wake up. I think because now that you're eating more anti-inflammatory foods, your body's clean and you know that those toxins don't work for you. Right. And I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're young and beautiful. We can't say you're getting old because the brain oh, listens. Gosh, okay, I'm yes, young, okay. I'm yes, beautiful, I'm young, I'm, and I'm the best. I'm but, yes. <laughs> I forgot. We can't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I think what's really important is to understand, for some people, it might not be alcohol. It might be a bowl of pasta, yeah. or it might be spicy food that woke them up in the middle of the night. Right. So how you eat, how you feel, how you move your body it's going to affect your sleep. Right. So even for some people, if they could do their Epsom salt bath or do their 10,000 steps a day, like an hour walk, mm -hmm. if they don't have a treadmill at home, walk for an hour. Mm -hmm. So check in with yourself. So you realize that the alcohol is waking you up. That doesn't work yeah. for you. No, no. Other people, it might be spicy food or too much sugar. Right. Right. So we're here to become our own pain investigators and understand is if I move my body, I'm going to feel better. If I eat food that are more anti-inflammatory and I cut out the sugars and I cut out the hidden sugars and I don't add sugar everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if I reduce the wheat and the, the pastas and things that could be bloating me, even if I don't have celiac disease yeah. and I'm not gluten intolerant, right. how does my body feel? Right. So if every time you have that bowl of pasta and your arms are bloated in the morning, you woke up at three, four in the morning. Yes. Something needs to change. You have to listen to your body. Okay. You, your body's your most powerful tool, most powerful teacher. They should ask their doctor because I believe the blood test won't lie. Okay. If you're low in ma magnesium or calcium, yes, you need to replace that. If you're low in vitamin D, it's going to show up in your blood test. I think food is medicine. 
I don't believe in introducing too many new supplements because we don't really, the research doesn't really know what this is going to do in the, in, in five to 10 years if we're bombarding ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you want to take during the morning, a simple, you know, multivitamin. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you want to take some extra vitamin C or zinc for your immune system. Mm -hmm. But now we're realizing, you know, that maybe we should look into what we're eating. Yes. Yes. Food is medicine. To protect our heart. Yes, to protect our heart and live longer. I think we've got to have, you know, foods that help nurture our body. I think it's important to take a holistic approach and, you know, eat mm -hmm. those fresh legumes. Make yourself a beautiful salad that's full of lettuce and cucumbers and tomatoes and organic olives and mm -hmm. pour your olive oil on your salad. And if you can't take the shot of olive oil, pour it on your beautiful salad. You know, yes, maybe have a piece of grilled salmon or uh, a piece of organic uh, turkey or chicken, but really, you know, add those legumes and those nuts and walnuts and avocado, those good fats that are going to help reduce inflammation in your body, that is not going to hurt your body. If you get rid of the ranch sauces and these too much balsamic vinegars that have all these hidden sugars and condiments, like simple stuff. Okay. I love it. I love that. There's, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You know, if, yes, if we can nurture our body with yummy foods and take care of ourselves in a simple meditation mm -hmm. or a mindfulness, finding a moment to empower ourselves with this positive pep talk, or even writing down things that are going to keep us in the positive and sticking it in the mirror. If, if the mirror is, is where you doubt yourself, find these tools. Or if, if somebody hurt you, write a letter to them. And maybe you don't have to mail that forgiveness letter. I love the forgiveness letter. May Can you just talk about that really quickly? Yeah, I think it's important to connect with the emotion and, and acknowledge the emotion that's hurting you. So it might be you're angry with your boyfriend or your best friend. Mm -hmm. And now they've put you in this negative and you want to reach out for cake and chocolate and chips. And, and before you do that, Say to yourself, hold on, am I going to hold into that negative emotion? Is this, I'm going to allow this to ruin my day? So I always have these little clouds, these little positive pep talks saying, no, Vicky, don't allow this person to take you down. This, does, this emotion doesn't belong to you, but I'm still angry. And I'm like, okay. And if it's a family member and you don't want to voice it and you can't talk to a therapist, maybe write it down. So what I love doing is the forgiveness letter. And the word forgiveness in Greek is synchoro. So synchoro means I add space. So I add space, I've got to get rid of this anger to bring in the love. So I always say, okay, I've got to create space. So this letter, you don't have to post it, you don't have to mail it to the person. But once you write it, actually it's a form of release Mm -hmm. you actually feel so empowered and grounded and calm. And you can start- It's all the reasons why you forgive the person. And actually, and it might be your dad or it might be your mom that triggered it or pushed that trigger and it's painful and it's in your heart again. And you're like, oh, and I'm like, okay, dad, for example, I want to forgive you for, for causing this behavioral pattern. And even if I can't voice it to him, I'll write it. But once I write it, then it's easier to voice and, and say it to mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to send it is the whole point. And you don't, if you haven't spoken to your family member that's hurting you, you want to get rid of that anger. For how long are we going to keep? Yeah. So you writing know, a forgiveness letter. Right. I love that idea. a forgiveness letter and saying, you know, I forgive you because maybe you didn't have those tools. 
but I'm letting go of that anger. I don't want to hold on to it anymore. Enough. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. So I think that forgiveness is a really important topic. And this is something that I talk about with my friends and family that are in therapy a lot. Because when, you know, when you have a a situation where, you know, maybe someone in your family has wronged you or that you have issues with or a friend has wronged you or a parent or whomever, and you feel like, okay, I can't heal until they know how they've wronged me. I can't heal until they apologize or until they change their behavior. And that's just, you're going to be waiting forever you have to heal on your own. And I think that that's something that a lot of people get wrong. You know, it's wonderful if you can heal with someone else and if someone's willing to do the work with you. But more often than not, you're going to run into a situation where the other person isn't going to change and you just have to heal and forgive on your own. Because when you're carrying around that anger and that, you know, animosity towards another person, they might not feel it at all. And like, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Like you have to just heal on your own, forgive on your own, because it's worth it for your life, not for the other person's. It's not for them. So with that in mind, let's take a quick break. Okay, let's jump right back in. I really want to talk to you about mental health because I think that's plaguing a lot of people right now, especially in quarantine. Like we talked about routines. I think a lot of people's routines are disrupted and we're obviously stuck at home. So that can bring up a lot of anxiety, depression, mental illness, all of those things. What is one thing that you think that is important to keep doing in quarantine that like can help your mood and stabilize you? My yoga mat is my best friend. Mm -hmm. I have to lay it out, even if it's just to stretch my body and just switch on some music. But I think for people who've gone through a lot of anxiety and have lost people and gone through a lot of sadness, it's been very difficult. But for those who who could do something simple is move your body. Mm -hmm. So a yoga mat, I think most people have a yoga mat at home even if they haven't used it, even if they lie on their yoga mat and do some stretching and just move their body mm-hmm. and connect with their body. And sometimes when I I finish my, my Tibetan poses, my five rites of rejuvenation, that's just five simple poses you could do on your own. You don't have to be a yoga teacher or advanced no, in like yoga. they're simple. Very simple. People do yeah. them until they're 100 years old. Yeah. But I think moving your body And getting rid of things, you know, I think during COVID, what's been amazing is people have had the chance to do more therapy, to talk about their emotions, dig deep Mm -hmm. and understand what's worked for them and what hasn't had the, hasn't worked. And I think relationships, friendships, people have actually realized that they have to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think more and more of my clients have done a lot more therapy. It's all on Zoom. You don't have to visit the therapist. You can talk to somebody about your emotions. I mean, yes, talk to a friend. Yes. But if you can talk to somebody, if the anxiety is building up, you're not alone. No, you are not. And for me, for me, I have the power of prayer and the power of trusting higher power. And I believe in my Greek God and I believe in higher power. And I believe that this is the time where we're called to love ourselves, nurture ourselves, and even talk to ourselves in a kinder way and and look at the whole picture. You know, what is it that's hurting you? Yes, you're stuck at home, but become your own pain investigator. Don't buy the foods that are hurting your body. Don't keep ordering the pizza and the sodas every night. 
Start with one thing as simple as a shot of olive oil or water with lemon. Start with a simple exercise. Go for a walk for 10, 15 minutes and clear your mind. Have an Epsom salt bath and buy an essential oil that smells good and some Epsom salt bath, Epsom salts. Like just nurture yourself. Self-care and, mm-hmm. and drink a warm cup of tea at night mm-hmm. and sit with that and just sit with that. Find that moment and say, you know what? This is a step into wellness. This warm cup of tea is going to reset my mind, is going to help me respect my body. And I, you know, I've been blessed to to have an amazing mom and dad, like my dad's a tennis coach. And it was always, let's go and play tennis. And my mom's a yoga teacher and taught me meditation. So I was gifted all these tools. If I doubted myself, my mom would be like, close your eyes. Let's do a 12 minute meditation. And now, and now 20 years later, UCLA down the road has done all this research on mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And just be becoming aware of how am I how am I even sit just even sitting at your desk and being mindful of how am I sitting? Am I grounded? Let me uncross my my feet. Let me sit grounded like, on I'm my chair. Right now. Yes. yes, let's do this. Let me uncross my feet. My feet feel grounded. My hips are relaxing. I'm closing my eyes and I'm just taking three deep breaths in from my nose, out from my nose. I'm relaxing my shoulders and I'm feeling my body. I want people to feel, not sit in their mind, but connect the mind and body by saying, you know what? I'm angry. Okay, let me sit with this anger. Let me sit with this anger in my mind. Mm -hmm. It's in my mind. And all these thoughts will start popping into your mind while you do this. But that's okay. I'm sitting with it. I'm feeling it. I'm reflecting on it to be able to release, to be able to radiate. So even 10 minutes of sitting in your chair, feeling, I'm I'm feeling the chair, I'm feeling my body letting go. Yes. I'm okay. I think a lot of people also think, like, I love what you say about meditation, letting the intrusive thoughts in and just like experiencing them, just like, you know, letting them pass by. Because I think a lot of people think they're doing it wrong, you know, if they're meditating and intrusive thoughts come in. But just kind of like breathing, letting your body and brain do what they want. Yeah, you don't want to actually judge those thoughts or block them. You can let them, as you said, come in. As long as you feel, you send your breath through your body and like you can even empower your breath and visualize light. Like your breath is recharging your whole body Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're, you're in that moment. So you're connecting your mind and body and you're saying, you know what? And then those thoughts start to drift off because your body and your mind are in the same place. It's not like you're a headless chicken and your mind is in Honolulu and your body is in right. Africa. You're, right. you're here. I'm here. Hey, okay. Okay, I had this anger, but actually it's gone now. Right, right. By just connecting with your body. So I want to go back to connecting with your body in a minute, but I want to stay with mental health. What do you suggest for people with depression or anxiety? Talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Don't sit alone. Talk about your feelings. Ask your doctor to introduce you. And sometimes we do these, uh, I believe in teams, and you know that, of, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, I will call your doctor and let's do a three-way Zoom. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this. I trust you. You trust me. Your body's trusting me, but now your mind needs to trust me. But now your mind needs to actually go back and look at where is all this coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can talk to a friend and say, you know what, this anxiety, this depression, maybe it runs in my family. Let me talk to a doctor. But maybe acknowledging these behavioral patterns. Yeah. 
am I repeating these patterns I didn't like that my mom and dad did? Yeah. Because some things are intergenerational and it runs in in, in families. So right. you're acknowledging that I don't want, I, I like these positive things about my mom and dad, but I don't like these negative things. And I'm actually now realizing I'm repeating these negative patterns. Hold on a second. That's not going to be healthy for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel, you know, because I work with teams and I reach out to their doctor, I reach out to a therapist and say, let's have a conversation. And if this therapist doesn't work for you, because maybe your body feels uncomfortable with that person, Mm -hmm. always ask yourself, how does my body feel? But don't stay alone. Connect the dots. I'm doubting myself. I'm anxious. I'm feeling depressed. I don't want to leave the house. I need to understand where's this coming from. Is Mm -hmm. it my relationship? This boyfriend is doubting me and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to fix him and I'm trying to change this and I'm fantasizing that this is going to work. But actually, we all know the truth. (laughs) We know what works. Right, right. But when we're stuck, we're we're really stuck. So we need to, and and we might be upset because our friend might say, well, your boyfriend's hurting you. He's, He's not right for you. Yeah. But I think we just have to sit with it. First of all, acknowledge it. The most powerful thing is to acknowledge that you're not well, that you need help and not feel shamed or embarrassed because even, you know, in Greece, we go and talk to our priest and it's free. Yeah. Just voice it, let it out. Right, right. And it's, you know, healing is a journey mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a journey. And it's, you know, once you're on the right journey and you say, yes, I'm going to honor my truth, I'm going to take care of myself Mm-hmm. I'm going to also find my passion and purpose. What am I, you know, upset about? Is it my work? Is it my relationship? Is it the food that I'm eating? Is it the fact that I'm not exercising? Mm. So taking a holistic approach is really important and connecting the dots. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention, I know you agree with me, like, especially if you are dealing with something like cancer or you know, need antidepressants, it is important to take a Western approach sometimes too when necessary. So how do boundaries, I know I've seen you talk about boundaries a few times. How does boundaries come into pain management? I need to know what works for me. Okay. Now this friend of mine, every time she calls me, I get a punch in the stomach. I feel sick. So I'm sensitive. I'm vulnerable, but I'm strong because I know this doesn't work for me. So I need to stop this relationship. So this boundary, we're done. Our relationship, Mm. we've tried for years. We can't fix this. Right. Which is hard. It's hard to do that. It's very hard. But again, you're acknowledging who's causing pain in your life. Right, right. And who's hurting you? I don't want this Which could be you, though. It could be you hurting you, right? Yes. If you're giving yourself self-doubt and negative, you know, negative pep talk, you're hurting yourself, you're doubting yourself. And we all do. We doubt ourselves. We look in the mirror and we go, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. so you have to switch it and reset the brain to say, no, Vicky, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to, for some people, I call it the fear monster. Yes. You know, don't come into my body. Nope, no, totally. no, no. I'm not going to allow you to hurt my mind, to set me off on a negative. No, we right. have to be so strong and resilient and empower ourselves with simple things that, and acknowledge, acknowledge who's hurting you and who's in your tribe, who's in that positive tribe. Mm-hmm. And less is more. We don't need, you know, we don't need that many people to hurt us anymore. No. And we don't need to allow it. 
Right. So food can hurt you. So food is medicine. Friends can hurt you. Family can hurt you. And we can't choose family, but we could do that forgiveness letter to at least soothe and, and acknowledge that that could be triggering us mm-hmm. and causing us to be stuck. Yes. Or it could be exercise, you know. If I'm right. if I'm overdoing boxing and it's hurting my neck, boxing doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Taking inventory. Yeah, just understanding your body and listening to your body and honoring your body and honoring that you have all the tools and you have all the answers. Yes. I love that you say that we have all the answers. You're right, but we just don't listen to ourselves. So I want to talk to you about hard emotions, emotions like fear, sadness, and primarily anger, which is a very uncomfortable emotion for most people like myself. Um, How do you deal with anger when you feel it start to arise like in your body and mind? How do you confront it? And what do you do to move past it? I think movement, move, feel, think, eat. Am I eating foods that are helping nourish my body? Am I moving my body? Am I meditating or praying? Or am I talking to somebody who helps me stay in the positive. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck and you're still talking to the negative person who's bringing you down, something needs to change. It doesn't work for your body. It doesn't work for your mind. It doesn't work for your heart, your soul, your bones. Yes. So really paying attention and stopping and saying, okay, what is this? Where is this coming from? Exactly. Because I think if you ignore your pain, it's going to hit you hard. And Mm. for some people, it's a car accident. Mm -hmm. And they're in the hospital and they've stopped taking care of themselves, but it's in that hospital room where they find that they now have to deal with that truth. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We, I mean, not funny, but we all try to run away from things like anger. And we don't want to ever think that the way that we live our lives is a reason that we might be in pain, you know, which is so interesting. Exactly. So what's your advice for someone that wants to start meditating but doesn't know where to start? You know, are there any like apps that you love or meditations that you love? There's the, yeah, there's there's a few different apps. There's the Headspace. There's Headspace, Calm, yes. Calm. I think you have to connect with the voice. Yes, like the Australian guy on Headspace. And that voice could be hypnotizing and can put you into sleep. And, and, and you know, it's okay if you're going to go into meditating and you fall asleep. You need the sleep. Mm-hmm. Again, don't don't judge yourself and doubt yourself. Oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. I just even close my eyes and just breathe, breathe and visualize my breath and focus on breathing. And I do my Greek prayers and I might fall asleep. I might Mm -hmm. take a power nap Mm -hmm. or I'll just reset my mind. And that's it. That's so. But but I think the most important thing is sitting with your body and focusing on your breathing Mm -hmm. and listening to your body and just feeling, you know, even putting one hand, like your left hand on your heart and your right hand on your tummy and just closing your eyes and and just saying, okay, I'm alive. I'm here. Yeah, I'm alive. I'm grateful. I'm breathing. I, I really think that you should be a voice on the Calm app. I think you have the most soothing voice. Like you need to be a meditating voice on the Calm app. You know, like how they have like Harry Styles, like reads a bedtime story. 
I need Vicky Vlaconis's bedtime story as my okay, meditation. Okay, I, I will do that. I will do that. Seriously. I when I'm with my, my clients and I do a mindfulness meditation, they fall asleep and they're like, Yes. Did you run off there. to the Beverly Hills Hotel? Yes, what, I've been what there. Happened? Yes. Yeah. But it's, yes. it's that cranial sequence, that soothing voice, but it's it's just it's just finding that voice that um, empowers you or makes you feel yeah. safe. You know, it's it's that one person that helps your body feel safe. Your mind will trust me, your body trusts me, and then your heart and soul are like, hey, whoa, okay, we're all in a safe place and we can just let go and be. Trust. Okay, we're gonna take a break and we will be right back. Okay, so please indulge me one more time. I have to ask you about the gut. How do you feel about pre and probiotics? Where do you stand on that? So I... I know I, like we think that the, the food is medicine and everything, yes. but on top of that. I think what's important is to look at foods that have probiotics and prebiotic, like a green banana, for example, is a great source of prebiotic. That mm-hmm. Basically, these prebiotics and probiotics help feed the healthy bacteria in the gut. Mm-hmm. But I... I sometimes find that people start start with a probiotic or a prebiotic and then they get constipated or they get diarrhea. So I think it's important to speak to a registered dietitian. Obviously, if you're going to try a probiotic, again, I would want a nutritionist or a registered dietitian to help you yeah. because I see people trying new supplements and new things and I'm not happy with the results. Yeah. How does someone know if they have a gut issue? I feel like everyone probably does, but how do they know? So, I, yeah, ideally. So I love Nancy Jaffe at UCLA and she's yeah, like a, nutritionist. a, yeah, she's a registered dietitian. She's a food guru. So I always go back to her and say, hold on a second. You know, I, you know, my patient is moody, is constipated. So I, we look at the form, the way the bowel is formed. Mm-hmm. So ideally we like, I know this sounds awful, but we like big, long bowels mm-hmm. and, and healthy wonderful. bowels. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> so yes. if there's watery stuff or explosive diarrhea, that's not a happy bowel. That right. means something needs to change. Right. No, everyone needs to focus on their gut. I feel like that is the bottom line, right? Like it's important to pay attention to because it does connect to your brain and your mood. So if you want to start an anti-inflammatory diet or just anti-inflammatory lifestyle, what is the first product, like whether it's like pans from your kitchen or food, or what is the first thing you should eliminate? So more and more, I think the important thing is to get rid of the hidden, to get rid of the sugars, Mm -hmm. to read labels, Mm -hmm. to actually understand that this sugar can cause inflammation, can cause bloatedness can cause constipation. Again, we're going back to the gut Mm -hmm. because how does my gut feel? Mm -hmm. So maybe I have to switch it. Let me switch food. So instead of these sugars, instead of buying cereal anymore, I make my porridge, my oats, Mm -hmm. and I add some almond milk. So I got rid Mm -hmm. of the cow's milk that was causing bloatedness. I got rid of the sugars in the cereals. And I switched it to my beautiful oats. I switched it to creating an anti-inflammatory smoothie. Right. So in my anti-inflammatory smoothie, I might add my blueberries full of antioxidants. Mm -hmm. We know that these antioxidants are going to slow down 
or prevent the body cells damage. So let me find another thing that I like. I like bananas, I like spinach, I'll add flax seeds. We need more fiber to move our bowel. Mm. So these flax seeds, like even a tablespoon of flax seed is filled with so many wonderful nutrients. I have my flaxseed smoothie right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you, you love your smoothies and all these yes. omega-3 fibers. And maybe these omega-3s are great for reducing inflammation. Again, for the cardiovascular system. Right. So I think it's, it's creating rituals. You know, for me, again, I have the anti-inflammatory smoothie. I got rid of the sugars, but that smoothie is my sugar intake, is my sweetness, is my mm-hmm. love that's going to nurture my body. Mm-hmm. I got rid of my sugars. I do eat honey. I love my Greek honey. And more and more, we're realizing that certain honeys have prebiotic properties. So right. again, I want to know the foods that are going to help me live longer, that are going to help my skin to look, have this glow, because antioxidants will not only, you know, help your heart, but they're going to reduce this oxidative stress. Trust me, guys. But if you could see Vicky right now, you would want to eat whatever the hell she's having. She shines like you just radiate like you're just this vision of health. So I want to eat. I want what you're having. Thank you. You're, you are the best. You're the sweetest. And, and your skin is always glowing. Oh, thank you. Mine's because of Botox, not because of <laughs> what I put inside of it. <laughs> well, listen, I think now we hear more and more about squalene or squalane yeah. or squalene. You know, yeah. it's in creams and it's in all these products. But actually, it's in our, it's in our living elixir and it does work. It works wonders because it, it stimulates the healthy collagen. So if yeah. you can look for foods that can even stimulate your collagen and, and help that skin elasticity delay the onset of wrinkles. Yes. It, it's another way of helping prevent these signs of aging. Yes, for sure. As far as like household items go, what is like the most toxic thing you can have in your house that people might not know is aside from like a TV in your bedroom? Because I can't let that go. But is there like, is it paint? Is it pots and pans? Like what is something that's like contributing to the toxins in our homes? So I have a wonderful friend, Marie Guerlain, who has this amazing company called Ondine. And mm. I can talk about her brand. It's Ondine Cuisine. And she spent years and years. I mean, it's a very luxury cookware brand, but it's made of titanium and it's all non-toxic. And it's all about keeping it sustainable. So she sent me the most beautiful, elegant pots and pans. And oh my God, they are magical. And it's called Ondine Cuisine, O-N-D-I-N-E Cuisine. So pots and pans are something you want to get rid of. Like toxic. Yes, definitely. Toxic things in, definitely. Go into your cupboard and read labels, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I find is with my kids, because they always want to eat cereals. And I say, you know what? You can have it once a week, but let's, why don't you start creating your own healthy breakfast? And that's the amazing thing during COVID. Both my boys, Alexander and Constantine, started cooking their own breakfast, their own meals. I'm telling you, I don't spend money on bags and things. I spend money on good, organic, high, you know, grass-fed. Yes, high nutrient food. I spend all my money on good food, I must say. I feel food is medicine. And I'm like, guys, we're going to have this beautiful, organic, 
you know, grass-fed piece of meat, mm-hmm. and then we're going to eat, make our smoothies. So we work out together. They make their healthy oh. smoothies. Yes, they each yeah. do their own thing with like almond milk. So I got rid of all the cow's milk and and the cereals. So. I have like horrible PMS, you know, my period like just knocks me down. Like I'm just like a shell of who I once was. Like I just, it just really gets me. Like I'm angry and so hungry the week before. And then I'm in so much pain and like tired that week that I have my period. So like, what are some remedies that you use for your clients for their period? Yes, yes. What's really important with premenstrual tension and periods is I think you have to keep a diary. Yes, I am so passionate about this issue because I didn't track my period forever and I just let it happen when it wanted to. And I would get so angry at myself like, and feel so bad about myself, and like, especially the week before my period when I'm super PMSy and hungry all the time and not productive and a raging bitch. I would just be so hard on myself. And now that I track it and keep a diary of it, I can give myself grace. So I think everyone needs to track and keep a diary of their period, however it feels comfortable to you. It can just be so informative for you to know when you're in the follicular phase or the luteal phase or when you're PMSing or when your period's about to come for a multitude of reasons. But I think everyone should track their period and keep a diary of your symptoms. I actually use an app called uh, Daisy and it's a thermometer and you can buy the app on your phone and it connects via Bluetooth. So whenever I take my temperature in the morning, all I need to do is take it for like 15 seconds. And then it just shows up, auto-populates onto my phone. It's amazing. Yes. You have to keep a diary because a week before your period, mother nature is going to kick in and you're going to start craving those sugars. Yes. You're gonna start, and some people will reach out for the alcohol and the chips and the French fries. Yes. yes. And that's okay if you do it once or twice, but if you're doing it every day that week before, you're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel moody. Mm-hmm. Your bowels are not going to move. Again, we're talking about the gut brain connection, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. So what I say is that is your week of most important self-care, self-nurturing. That's mm-hmm. when you start your Epsom salt bath. That's when you can actually start your yoga and your poses. That's the week before. The week the before to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. And during your period, try and move your body. Mm-hmm. Research and studies have shown that, you know, yes, okay, if you're in severe pain, obviously you need to reach out to your doctor. Yes. And if you've got yes. heavy bleeding, please reach out to your gynecologist your OBGYN, you know, talk to your doctor. But I think there's there's all these solutions. And I think if you talk to your doctor and understand that maybe if you're going to, you know, need some extra help, that might be that, you know, you're low in iron and you haven't realized right. that your heavy bleeding is causing even more deficiencies. So again, don't ignore whatever it is. If you're having heavy bleeding, check your iron levels, Mm -hmm. check your B12 levels. Again, go to your doctor, Mm -hmm. check your blood test. What kind of movement is good the week of your period? Because I know some isn't good, right? I think, you know, you can walk doing, going for gentle walks during the period if you can, if you're not in severe pain. You know, if you don't have heavy bleeding, again, an Epsom salt bath, some warm Mm -hmm. tea, warm tea can be really good because some people feel their digestive system, they're bloated. You know, it could be as simple Mm -hmm. as a peppermint tea or dandelion or nettle tea is very soothing. So natural remedies. I really believe in, uh, in natural 
herbs, herbs, as you say in America, and yes, and and having a tea that's going to soothe you, or even you know. Um, doing some acupressure points and going for like, you know, you before you even get into your bath, doing some acupressure points around your ankles, having yeah, a, like which you know, one? Like, was there one particular that helps with period pain? Yes. So all around your ankle is really important because that's the okay. pelvic floor. You know, even if you can get your partner to to massage you or a friend or you could do it on your own, just, Mm -hmm. you know, just sit on a chair, cross, cross your right ankle on top of your left knee and just do some gentle acupressure points around your ankle. And that's really good reflexology acupressure points. Okay. Acupuncture can help if you can see an acupuncturist or if you can actually before your period have a routine. And for some people, doctors recommend evening primrose oil or vitamin E oils, or some oils also can help. There's neroli and bergamot, which is also helpful for pregnant women. Neroli is an essential oil and bergamot, and that combination is very calming and soothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, lemon, lemon, again, your favorite one, lemon essential yes. oil. And even, you know, because preparing the Epsom salt bath before your period, like doing that, like two, three days coming up to your period, if you do yeah. keep a diary, is also very important. Okay. Okay, I'm going to take all these. These are very good points. I'm going to use all of them. You've been on this journey as an osteopath for so long. What is like the number one question that people ask you? Like, what do people mostly want help with? I think mostly people come to me. Sometimes a friend of them will send them and they don't know what they're coming in for. They'll be like, you got to see Vicky. You've got to change your life. But yes, I think. Yes, that's me. I think people come to me feeling stuck. Okay. They say, I'm stuck. I'm feeling stuck. And then we talk, mm-hmm. they talk about their body. They talk about their feelings. They, they talk about everything and we start connecting the dots. Right. And you're stuck. Yeah. You're stuck in your life because you're unhappy with your marriage. You're stuck in your life because you hate your job. You're stuck in your life because you're not giving back. You're stuck in your life because you've just ignored your pain. Mm, I think that's most that's that's a beautiful answer because it's like you think it's one thing like you're stuck, but it can really be so much deeper than that, you know? I want to ask you one last thing. Yes. Where can people find you? What can we look out for? What's coming up for you? Where can they buy Saint Supply? So you can go for Saint Supply. You can go on www.saintsupply.com and you can subscribe and get and get four bottles a month and you can start having your shots of olive oil. Wonderful. And you can find me on Instagram and then you can find Saint Supply at Saint Supply Co. And you can find me at, and DM me and ask me questions and whatever you need at Vicky Vlaconis. I love your Instagram. Yeah, there are a lot of useful tips and tricks on there. And yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all still learning. So I'm always here to help. Thank you so much, Vicky. Oh this my was God. awesome. I love this. You're amazing. You're glowing. Thank you. And thank, thank you for having me. And anytime I can help. Of course. I hope thank I wasn't you going so on much. too much. Not at all. No, thank you so much. We are done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. God, don't you just love the way she speaks? I swear it's like a Valium hearing her voice. It's so soothing and wonderful. I just love it. 
I know there was a lot of info we talked about and a lot of products and names of things that you probably don't remember, but they will all be listed in the show description. So look there if you want to be reminded. And if you haven't already, this is my shameless plea to ask that you rate this podcast and tell us what you liked and didn't because I'm always looking for your guys' feedback. And if you want to continue the conversation, please follow me on Instagram. My name is at Jade Iovine, and I will be waiting for you there (laughs) in the least creepy way possible. (laughs) Um, And thanks, guys, for listening. I will see you next time.